What a world we live in. This is Robert Nauer Unfiltered. And this will be Series 3, Episode, I believe, 15. Which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, RSS.com, uh, Audacity, just a whole bunch of other podcast platforms. If you simply Google Robert Nauer Unfiltered, I will pop up. This special episode is about just how utterly stupid Americans are and our Congress is. They just don't have the eye on the ball. They've missed the eye on the ball. So let's backtrack. Let's go all the way back prior to 2001, just before George Bush Jr. got elected to be president. Prior to... the Clinton administration, our country was vastly in debt <laughs> at the time, if you want to call it vastly in debt. We were in debt to the tune of $2 trillion. And in comparison to other foreign countries, such as Argentina, Chile, uh, which have a pretty big international balance of payments issue, um, one would think, yeah, that's a lot of money to be in debt, um, and and we've become even more in debt. So when Clinton took over, he realized that, and everybody always castigates Clinton more f- for his sexual exploits than anything else. But all in all, Clinton and the Democrats were pretty goddamn good. They had a ban on assault weapons, uh, which nobody else has been able to do, nor has the Congress been willing to do since that time. And he put a kibosh on all federal spending to a large extent, except for the military, um, for weapon systems. But for everything else DOD-related and the federal government-related, there was a hiring freeze in place from, like, I believe it was 1989, all the way for the next eight years of the Clinton administration. And... During that time, things were pretty austere if you worked in the federal government. There were cuts left and right. Nothing was purchased. Um, Things were let to degrade. And about the only federal spending was on roads and highways because of the taxes collected and sent to the federal government coffers for use by the Federal Highways Administration. But all in all, there was very little federal spending you couldn't transfer to other jobs. You couldn't get job promotions. There was literally the, one of the biggest freezes ever for federal employees. And that had a ripple effect also down through the commercial economy because everything that was DOD or federal related also, there was no money being spent. So businesses weren't making as much money. Okay, so that's kind of setting a, uh, a basis for what I'm going to be talking about here. Uh, leading up to the debt ceiling issue, which is a real crisis in America right now. Um, there was, so so at the end of the Clinton administration, after all of this freezing and, and lack of federal spending, and also taxes went up a little bit. Um, by the end of the Clinton administration, there was a $2 trillion surplus. I didn't say deficit. I said surplus because that's how austere the cuts had been. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing because 
It caused people to want to save more. The federal government didn't spend as much, and we got ourselves out of a crisis at that time. But then, lo and behold, George Bush Jr. gets elected. Why? Because people didn't like Clinton, didn't like the Democrats, didn't like the fact that he wanted to stick a cigar up Monica Lewinsky's ass and have sex with her with a cigar. Uh, that's really not a reason to not like a president. Presidents are governors, and, uh, and regardless of what their sexual exploits are, other than the fact he was um, not, he was, he, he was um, not fidelity to his wife, which was Miss Clinton, um, he was all, all in all a fairly decent president. I mean, he had a lot of ghosts in his closets for sure, and, and so do most of them. But he did, a, he did a, what I would call a solid for the American public because the solid was he took us out of debt. So then, lo and behold, George Bush Jr. steals the election in 2001, uh, stealing it from Al Gore. And just shortly afterwards, he takes that $2 trillion surplus that Bill Clinton left us with and instead of using it wisely on very important projects, what did he do? Well, goddammit, he just spent it any fucking way he wanted to. What he did was he gave every man, woman, and child in America a $200 uh, check or tax credit. So within the stroke of a pen, George Bush Jr., gave away that $2 trillion surplus overnight to people who did not even need the money. Like, what's the fucking baby going to spend $200 on, right? So, the money was gone. All the surplus that the Clinton administration had worked hard for eight years to uh, gain was pissed away by George Bush and the Republicans. And they said, well, if we give every man, woman, and child a $200 check, they'll go out and stimulate the economy. And we need to stimulate the economy, don't we? Well, it didn't stimulate shit. So, there we were, already in debt again. And then, lo and behold, comes along Bin Laden. And the 9-11 towers crashed to the ground. All kinds of stupid conspiracy theories about that. But the reality is, Bin Laden was a very, very savvy structural engineer. And he spent a number of years trying to figure out how to destroy the icon of America, the Twin Towers. And he knew as a structural engineer exactly how to do that. He just had to find the willing um, martyrs to, to do it and to fly the jets into the 9-11 Towers. And so with the infamous day of 9-11 came more spending spending to fight to fight what terrorism well before we even get to the 9-11 thing let's just talk about one thing the united states of america and other allies of ours invaded muslim lands and it is uh, a religious no-no to Occupy Muslim territories, Muslim religious holy lands. And that's what we did. America did that. We brought the war onto ourselves. But then shortly after 9-11, George Bush Jr. decided he was going to try to, along with Dick Cheney, persuade the American people that 
it was really Saddam Hussein that caused it all, and we needed to go after Saddam Hussein. So within a short period of just one year from the time George Bush took over, America was already $4 trillion in debt, $4 trillion in debt due to needless spending on weapons and military. And all of that money that ever got spent on weapons and the DOD never went into American infrastructure projects to fix our roads, bridges, and sewers and water systems, which by now they would all be fixed if we hadn't pissed all that money away. And we're already today we're up to $32 trillion in debt and we're about ready to break the bank and destroy the American economy. And who did it? The Republicans and some of the Democrats, too. So the spending started on the DOD and weapon systems. And who were the people that were going to make themselves better, make themselves whole, make themselves richer? It was going to be people who had stock in Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, and Raytheon, and all the other big weapons manufacturers and weapon supporters. And, oh, my God, if you were uh, had, had stock in bomb makers, oh, my God, you were making so much money. Um, probably the $300,000 that I once had in Lockheed Martin, I would have probably been a multimillionaire if I had been allowed to keep it in Lockheed Martin stock. But I was required as a federal employee back then to divest myself of that stock, which I did because it was the law. And so I never really made any money. Um so we're on the path of incurring huge, huge debts as a result of going to war with Saddam Hussein and the shock and awe aura of George Bush and Dick Cheney. And by the time George Bush and Dick Cheney uh, left office because everybody was so goddamn sick and tired of war and so goddamn sick and tired of George Bush and Dick Cheney, that that's when Obama got elected to office. People wanted a fresh person, a fresh viewpoint, a fresh perspective of how to make America great again. And so we elected Obama and, as a, and, and Joe Biden. And as a result, um, things did start to turn around. However, the problem was that the war kept propagating itself and Obama instead of pulling people out and stopping the war and stopping the DOD spending and stopping the guns bullets and butter from being pissed away overseas which we were by the time that Obama left office now remember George Bush started it he was a Republican Obama continued it um, because he had to because the house was controlled and the Senate was also controlled during the first part by Republicans. And so he had to do what the warmongers wanted to do. So the war kept on propagating itself overseas. And every single goddamn dollar that was spent on war and killing Iraqis, killing Afghanistanis, killing other insurgents overseas, mind you, in a Muslim territory, which we, we should have never been in, in the first place, Every one of those dollars, and how many dollars were spent there? Close to $22 trillion. Can't th stop just for a moment, please. Just stop for a moment and think. If we had spent $22 trillion 
on fixing America's roads, bridges, sewers, schools, and water systems and IT infrastructure so every man, woman, and child and school child could have had better free-flowing internet to do their schoolwork with, how much of that could have been accomplished? Well, my perspective is probably 50% of all of America could have been totally revamped, totally improved, brand new roads, brand new sewer systems, brand new water supply systems. It would have been like the Eisenhower project. We could have fixed it pretty much half of it at least and been on our way to a successful United States of America. But instead, here is where we are. So Obama, people got tired of him. And who did they elect instead? That fucking idiot by the name of Trump. Oh, my God. And Trump was the biggest shit show that has ever been in the history of the United States. Here was a president who was uneducated, nearly failed out of college. His father got him through college with a D average by basically paying his way through school and setting uh, institutions up with his money in order so Sonny Boy could graduate. And Trump really never learned anything. As you saw from eight years of Trump, he didn't learn how to speak, or excuse me, eight years, four years of Trump. He didn't learn how to speak a complete sentence, didn't know how to put nouns, verbs, and adjectives together, had improper use of pronouns, basically couldn't think, couldn't speak and think on the fly, and then would ask, literally stupid questions of somebody like Deborah Burke. Uh, hey, Deborah, uh, do you think we could inject that uh, uh, chlorine into a human being to get rid of COVID? That is the literal lunacy of Donald Trump. And then the only bill that Donald Trump and his administration completed with the help of the Republicans again was to get a tax decrease for the rich and a tax increase for the middle class and the poor. And during that period of time of the Trump administration, where we went from Obama having a $17 trillion deficit in our federal spending, uh, Trump increased it to $30 trillion. So of all the presidents that we've had in the last 20 plus years, Donald Trump spent more money and increased the deficit more than any president in history. So for all the trailer trash and Trumpers and people who supported Trump, he is the guy that is clearly responsible even more than George Bush and Obama for creating the crisis that America is in today with the national debt and our dollar and our balance of payments. So, now we're up to the end of the Trump administration, where the only thing that he got ramrodded through Congress statutorily was a tax decrease for the rich, making the rich far, far richer, and um, taking in less taxes in order to pay our debt off. So during the entire administration, the national debt grew by leaps and bounds because less money was coming in and we had less IRS agents and less, less collection agents, less audits. 
so that less money was taken into the federal coffers and ultimately the debt just ballooned to $30 trillion. And can you imagine what the debt would be today if we had re-elected that dumbass Donald Trump into office instead of Joe Biden? Now, I won't sit here and say that Joe Biden's great by any stretch of the imagination. He is a little bit too old. We need somebody who really has a realistic plan on how to put America back into uh, financial good standing by not spending as much federal spending, by taking in more tax revenue, and also promoting business in the United States and spending less of our money in China and Vietnam and other Asian countries. We need to spend our money right here in the United States. And how are we going to do that when we are so in debt? So it's a real crisis or it's a real problem. So now Joe Biden is in office and we have a $31 trillion debt. And we come to the point where Janet Yellen, head of the uh, Treasury, says we are going to reach our debt ceiling and we must increase the debt ceiling or else the U.S. economy and America's Treasury will default on its debts. And this will be the first time in the history of the United States that America will default on our debts that we owe other nations and bondholders and the value of our currency, the U.S. dollar, who is already at a low all-time high low, will plummet as a result of a default. And although Janet Yelling, when she came out yesterday, day before yesterday, and said we are going to reach our debt ceiling limit and we must pass a debt ceiling increase or else uh, we, America will default, Nobody really took her serious. I do because of my background in economics and business and understanding of the international balance of payments and how currencies work. That was one of my master's theses that I did on the international balance of payments and currencies with a UCF professor by the name of Dr. Klages, a German professor. At the debt ceiling as of yesterday, and our Congress has done nothing about it. And we have 20-some people in the GOP that are holding up any agreement with the rest of the GOP to come to a bilateral decision on increasing the debt ceiling. And most of the, the logical Republican GOP, other than the, the 20 that are in the minority, the right-wingers, understand that we do have to increase the debt ceiling and then try to pay off our debts. Now, admittedly, the Democrats and Joe Biden uh, are not doing anything to try to control federal spending, DOD spending, and they must. They must absolutely do this, regardless of what Putin is doing with Ukraine. We must control our federal spending or else it's going to continue to get out of hand. But we also have one more thing that we have to do. We have to increase federal taxes to bring more revenue into our coffers in order to be able to pay down that debt. Just like any family has to pay down the debt that they have on outstanding credit cards, trying to keep things simple here, in order to bring that debt down. We need to bring the debt down, which is $31 trillion of debt, down to zero in order to put America back into a AAA rating status and to allow our economy to grow. Because when we are so in debt, our economy cannot grow. Any other growth that you think you have is really a false growth. 
in order to stimulate business, you have to have no national debt so that you can spend some money on promoting business and promoting growth in America. So we have some real structural problems here, and they're not going to be easy to handle. And some very austere, difficult decisions are going to have to be made. How much money do we spend to continue to support the Ukraine? I do believe that democracy there and in the world is an important thing. But the question becomes, how much money do we keep pissing down the drain in order to support democracy? The EU, the European Union, needs to step up to the plate and start spending a lot more money in order to fight Putin. He may not be on our doorsteps, and he may want to control them. They need to spend more money. They need to start doing that because America is broken. America can't afford to pay anymore. We are so in debt. Now, here's what I said I was going to get to with the debt ceiling what happened. I want everybody that's listening to this to go back and do some history about Chile, Argentina, Mexico, and Indonesia, how all of their currencies collapsed due to structural debt that they created and by allowing other investors to come into their country and basically shake things up and destroy them. Those countries like Argentina have gone through nine different revaluations of their currency. Right now, Argentina has debt of over one, uh, excuse me, interest rate of over inflation of over 1,000%, which basically means their money is worthless. This is exactly what's going to happen to the U.S. dollar internally and externally. Our money is going to become worthless if we do not increase the debt ceiling and we do not get control of our own debt. We have to do this. This is a national crisis. This is probably the biggest crisis that America has ever had besides World War II. And we are going to have to step up to the plate, pay more taxes, each and every one of us, including the rich. Taxes on the rich need to be increased. And federal spending needs to be decreased and only spending in those areas that benefit all American citizens, i.e. roads, sewers, and water, and health care. Those things and anything else besides that should not have one goddamn nickel spent. If it doesn't benefit American citizens as a whole, as a group, not any one minority, if it has, to, if it's going to benefit anybody, it has to benefit everybody at the same equal basis, and that would be roads, sewers, and water, and schools. And so, consequently, we have to do this. We have to increase taxes. We have to bring down our debt. But... What the 20 GOP Republicans in Congress, the House, are doing to stymie the um, debt ceiling increase will, in fact, bring America to its feet. It will cause our currency to collapse. It will cause the value of our currency to plummet to such an extent that that China, with its R&B, will step in and take over as the basic standard for currency throughout the world, which is exactly what Xi Jinping wants to do, and China wants to take over the entire world, which is also a very dangerous thing. Xi Jinping is far more dangerous than Vladimir Putin is. But we have gotten ourselves into this god-awful predicament by not paying attention and keeping our eye on the ball of inflation and the eye on the ball 
of debt, and we must control it now. Happy to hear your comments at the end, and anything that you have to say, feel free to comment on this at the podcast or at YouTube. And so with that, Robert Nauer, Unfiltered, out.